0: I know that. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Many 20 somethings or even 30 somethings are still stuck in the family home because of high rents and the difficulties of saving for and getting a mortgage, but eventually. They fly the nest and they will move in with housemates or flatmates. Suddenly, things they never had to think about, stocking up the fridge, paying for utilities and broadband, these loom large and can cause unmerciful rouse. Who took my yoghurt? Who finished the milk? The bathroom is squalid. Who used it last? So, it requires great skill and patience to navigate the new terrain and you might have to moderate your own bad habits that you didn't realise you had. Well, here to help us navigate all of this is clinical psychotherapist, co-host of the podcast Tough Love, Stephanie Regan. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So, uh, you know, you've been cosseted by mum and dad at home and suddenly you're out on your own and you didn't realise, oh my God, electricity costs money.
1: Exactly. And I think that's, isn't that the huge learning of going out and, you know, sharing? It's, it's almost like, to me, it's almost imperative that kids do this at some point because it's only then they realise all the costs. You know, they really get the financial kind of overview of things, that it's not just the food in the fridge, but it's also the all the other things. Um, I think they also grasp a sense of, you know, really regulating themselves. That takes a while. You know, mum and dad aren't saying, you know, do you realise it's 11? Were you not supposed to be in at one? You know, that goes out the door. So, Maybe in the beginning, there's, you know, people people aren't able to do it, but gradually it's where they learn their own self-regulation, I think, more completely. And they learn to negotiate other differences then with adult, you know, with other adults instead of instead of parents kind of letting them off, which we all know we've done, letting them off with the washing or doing it for them because you can't look at it long any longer, you know. But that's not what happens in the shared kind of, you know, housemate situation. So you, you find, no, you can't borrow other people's clothes. No, you can't. You know, that's not what people want. Yeah. And so they, they get very responsible, I think. And they also, as you said, very rightly there at the beginning. They get to see that they might have some habits that while parents have let you off with them and sisters and brothers, actually other yeah. people think
0: they're a bit I, I mean, off. If you go into the, the shower at home and there's shampoo there, you just use it. It's Correct. the house shampoo. Yes. So you, there's you're shared sh- items. You're sharing with somebody and yeah. they've spent a fortune on some shampoo and conditioner. Correct. And you go in and you just use it. So um, it's
1: shared belongings and, of course, shared spaces, because if you're in the bathroom and you don't leave it perfectly, like when we're in our own homes, we don't always, you know, do a mm-hmm. complete clean of everything as we leave because we're, we're in our own homes. But if you're sharing, you have to leave the bathroom as you find it, because somebody else is coming in to use that bathroom and they don't want to be no. dealing with you, you know, any of your stuff, if you like. OK, so, so
0: should you have a list of rules or, or is that too formal?
1: I don't think it is too formal. I think uh, and not at all. I think people who have who have shared houses or shared spaces, you know, shared shared flats together. If, they, you know, usually somebody has the flat and then, you know, a new person comes and in.
0: They normally get the best room. They get the, the best room. one with the ensuite. That's the
1: deal. <laughs> you've done the looking. You've got the best room. Or, or they, you know, toss and share, you know, toss foot and share, which is probably also very nice. But I think that usually there's somebody who knows a little bit more about setting the rules and setting the boundaries. And... Um, What often happens is there's a lot of little things that can go wrong and it's really helpful if you can set a few of those down. You know, just lay a few of them down. I'll just mention a few of them, if I may. You know, cleaning, that's obvious, cleaning up your own mess. But it's easier if you say it than if you don't say it. In other words, assume less and say things more clearly. That's what really helps.
0: So even though it might be an affront to people... Uh, to say, you've got to clean up your own mess. Are you calling me messy? Because I remember years ago when I was a graduate student in America, um, we were all called in, all the graduate students were called in for a meeting and we were handed an envelope with all the details of where we were, uh, the dorms we were in. I was in a graduate dorm for a little while. And then there was another envelope and they said, before you open the big envelope, open the small envelope, which we all did. And in it, it said, hygiene in the United States.
1: Nice. <laughs> and to- told us
0: that it was customary in the United States to shower every day, whereas in your country wow. it may not be. Wow. And uh, instructions about shampoo and soap and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, mortally offended coming from Ireland, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But, of course, many people came from other countries, from where third that, they countries. didn't have where that it, facility. Didn't have the facility. And isn't
1: it the same thing? It's basic. It's don't t- you know? It's It's just laying it out a little bit. You know, the cleaning, the bills being paid on time. What's your position on guests? You know, can people come like guests? When I think of guests, I think of guests for the daytime and guests for the overnights, if you like. And the truth is, you're paying for this space that you're sharing. Therefore, you know, if you're you're going to have somebody over, you have to make sure that it doesn't intrude on the other people in the house. What
0: about food and supplies? I mean, should everyone have their own shelf in the fridge, for example?
1: I think that's the common thing. There's shared items that people contribute to. Maybe that's milk, coffee, tea, etc., um, cleaning, you know, issues, cleaning, cleaning, kind of liquids, all that kind of thing. So there's kind of shared supplies, and then there's your supplies. So usually people have their own things, and then they have shared items that they contribute to. Like that you one. might have
0: shared milk, for example. Yes, exactly. Tea, you know, blah, things blah, blah, blah.
1: like that 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 you'd all be dipping into, and it would be kind of awkward if you weren't able to dip into them. Um, then there there is the issue, I think, of You know, also, I suppose I mentioned because of, you know, towels, toothpaste, things like that. How does all that work? So that's a shared thing. I think visitors, though, is is the biggest issue that people run into. And the problem is that people assume a lot. These issues aren't big. The the point is that the difficulty people have is they assume that everybody is going to deal with the situation the way they deal with the situation, mm. and and what you think is okay, I think is okay, but that's not how it works out.
0: Okay, is some of the texts already coming in. Having the long term boyfriend there all the time, another housemaid really who's not paying any rent.
1: Absolutely, I mean, and this is what happens. So if you if somebody, what happens really. In in, in many situations that go wrong is, of course, people fall in love. They're young, they're madly, you know, into each other and they want to spend time together. We get that. But the reality is, if you've made an agreement and you're sharing with one person... If you have that person, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, staying over every weekend and you're hanging out all day, watching movies and whatever, you you have taken over all that space. You have changed the situation for your flatmate. That's the point. And then you have this person, as I say, who morphs into a kind of a, in many ways, a freeloading kind of housemate because they're not paying bills. And so that person is absolutely right. And why yeah. would you not resent it? It's very understandable. Yeah,
0: this one, what about when they have a friend who's looking for digs staying on the couch for a month.
1: That's that's another very common thing now, that people will offer the couch. I see it with, you know, a lot of y- younger people. They will offer the couch for a little bit and it can be weeks. And I think weeks is too much. Anybody on your couch more than two nights, I think is an awful lot. So... But I can understand that young people maybe can tolerate a little bit more of that and they might let them stay a few nights until they go actively looking. But often what happens is people get a little bit comfortable on the couch and they like your situation and are they trying as hard to find a place? So all these little resentments come up. And having someone on the couch, of course.
0: course disturbs uh, the the, the shared space.
1: Yeah, well, couches are for sitting on, not sleeping on, and you've the issue of sort of the freshness of the house, having your shared space, being able to flop down at the telly and, and relax and enjoy yourself. So there's all sorts of compromises being made there. And those compromises have to be agreed upon before, you know, rather than somebody being guilted into mm. it. I think that's the difficulty I, I wonder,
0: you know, is it uh, even realistic to think about laying down those rules before it ever arises? But or... you see,
1: I think it is. And I think it's not even laying down hard rules, but it's talking about it. Let's talk about how this is going to work. I mean, you talk about when the rent is going to be paid. You talk about how bills are going to be, you know, what day of the month they're going to be paid. So why not talk about... Well, we have one cleaning once once a week. Everybody's agreed that everybody cleans, you know, the bathroom once a week and the kitchen once a week, for mm. example. And you lay it down. You talk about guests. You talk about money. I think above all things I would say to you, talk about guests, talk about how often it is, how frequent it is. Uh, OK, you know, how, how how happy are you with the frequency of guests? And what yeah. what do you not want to happen? And, and Lay I mean, it out and then you can revert back. I to I mean, it. you
0: might have a housemate who's uh, into uh, <laughs> Tinder or other dating sites in a big, big way. So Absolutely. you've got a new stranger every second night.
1: Is that what you want? You know, do you want a stranger in your home? That is the other thing. If it's a friend or it's a boyfriend or somebody they really know, well, that's different, isn't it? But still, it needs to be regulated.
0: Um, some of the texts coming in um, on a lighter side why do people even kids leave a drop of milk in the fridge that's absolutely no good to anyone mm-hmm. it's like some sort of mind game I didn't drink at all that, that's the line I didn't drink it all oh, because yeah. it was a tiny so little scrap that's from Paddy and Terman Feckin mm-hmm. my kids never flush the toilet and tell me where to go when I remind them they're going to get a shock when they go out into the real world I haven't shared a flat with others for over 30 years, but I can totally relate to all the suggestions by Stephanie. My daughter can't wait to move out from home. She'll be in for a rude awakening, but it is a great life learning experience (laughs) because hell can be other people. And the final one for the moment, it's unrealistic. Nobody sticks to the rules in a shared house, maybe only when two people are sharing. They yeah. stick to the rules. And
1: I think that's true. People don't necessarily stick to them entirely, but you can open the conversation. It's the problem is that the conversation doesn't get, get had, if you like. Bad yeah. grammar there. But you know what I mean? There, um, What happens is people try and ignore it and they resent it and they build up resentment. And I think the key thing is to, to at the beginning, say, listen, if yeah. things aren't working out or you're not comfortable with something, let's be sure to talk about it. Let's have, you know, let's have an arrangement yeah. that we can, let's write it down to each other or let's speak it out to each other. Say it at the beginning yeah. and then you
0: have that door. Yeah. So you don't want the the person who is, if you like, the owner of the lease. Laying down the rules, you want no. to have a discussion about it. Let's Otherwise, decide it becomes what our
1: paternal. Otherwise, it becomes a little bit like home. You know, mom is saying uh, this is what you can do and you can't do. These are adults, and what these conversations do is, you know, this thing about boundaries. People talk a lot about them. If you if you don't know what what you're comfortable with, then you know you you're not, you're not going to be able to convey it in a clear manner. But the reality is, it's it does. These conversations can hold up a mirror to your to your behavior and to the other person's behavior. You're not trying to. Complain. You're trying to fix something. Focus on solutions. That's what works well when things go
0: wrong. Mm. Clinical psychotherapist, co host of the podcast Tough Love, Stephanie Regan. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Up next- the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.